on today's episode, we, you know, we really open up in, a, I think, a vulnerable way about what happens when one partner is really struggling with depression and how difficult that is. And we, you know, I think the biggest thing we do is we share that everybody is suffering and you're not alone. So stay tuned to today's podcast. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And today we are going to be talking about something that's kind of happening in our relationship right now. It's fragile, it's vulnerable, and why not share it with the world? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I just think... feel like because other people probably are experiencing this, and I just always feel like us taking what we're going through and sharing it with others kind of normalizes it, but also gives us hope that like we can get through it. Well, I think the big thing about this and, and, you know, most issues a couple struggle with is that it's all like under the surface to everybody in the outside world, even sometimes extended family and even kids. And it's just the two partners sort of that know what's going on. And so it's it's unsupported, sort of, I guess you would say. And so by talking about it here, maybe we can help people feel a little more supported and a little more that they're not alone. Mm, absolutely. So how do we how do we want to start this? I think just maybe just stating it what it is right away. Of Tara, I mean, can you can you? <laughs> if do I could that? just say this is what it is. <laughs> well, I would say probably for uh, the last three months, I have been experiencing, I'm going to just call it depression. I've never really had depression this way before. I've had like anxiety for sure, but depression for me is like, I just can't experience joy. I don't get excited about, it's really hard for me to talk about because I'm a really joyful person. Um, and I just can't find it in my body and it's very scary and I'm getting all the tests done because you always want to rule out medical stuff. And it's really hard because I'm just not myself and I'm way more irritable. And I think I get overwhelmed more easily now. And I feel like my life is very overwhelming. And I don't know how I wish it was just go away. Um, but I know I can't do that. And so I've just been talking to EJ and even our kids, like mommy's going through something and I just really need a ton of support because if I wasn't asking for support from you guys, I would probably feel very, very alone because my energy is down. I have zero sex drive, like total numbness. Um, again, I just don't have that little zest for life. And, and if people know me, they know, like, I have that. Like, that is who T is, <laughs> along yeah. with her anxiety. And it's just, I don't know if you've noticed it, but it just feels like I can't get it back. I mean, what, what I've noticed, and I think, um, you know, and a lot of people, I think when they're when they're having internal struggles, like like what you've been going through, is that, you know, there's so much of, of our life that we sort of have to front you know, like that we got it all together. Like, you know, like that when you go to work or maybe you interact with some of our friend group, 
you sort of are able to be at that level of ebullience and mm-hmm. and energy. And then sort of when it we get back home, which is where we can kind of like, oh, like let it go, there's just um you know, like you said, sort of just like a like a like a significant drop, you know, that happens at home. Right. I mean, why I wanted to share this today is because I mean, you've got to find support with your partner. I mean, I can't ask my kids to make me feel better because I don't want them to caretake me. Um, and it's really hard because I'm definitely, uh, I'm not like an equal partner right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't know how to describe it, but like I can't give you what you need right now because I can't even give myself what I need right now. And I think some partners might be very resentful of that, like well, I'm here too. And I want to have attention paid to me. And, you know, like, how do you, I feel like we're doing an okay job at it. Like I, I I'm able to say, like, I just need a lot from you right now, like just to be patient and to, to make me feel like really loved and cared for. And just to think of me, I don't even know what I asked for. Well, I think, I mean, I think there's a, you know, if we're looking at this of, you know, we're talking about ourselves, but we're also trying to you know, help other people out there. And and really what the concept is, is like when one partner is really significantly struggling. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is that there's a, there's a few dynamics that we're trying to work on in our togetherness in this, because we believe, and this is, you know, we, we quote him over and over and over, Dr. Stan Tech, and we are in each other's care in, in private and in public. And in order to do that, th- th- there's definitely obstacles that we're facing. One is that I think you really crave me being able to somehow like um, make it better or 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 show up in ways that will minimize that suffering. Or maybe sometimes you're looking for reasons why, and maybe like it's us, mm-hmm. and so the role of being supportive to you is challenging because I feel like I fall short a lot. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like I have the perception, I think, that you you feel I fall short sometimes or or frequently maybe. Right. And that sucks for both of us, right? Because you you don't get the support you need or, or you, you know, see your partner as somebody who maybe can't, can help or maybe is a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And I feel like super ineffectual. You know, I feel like, wow, like I suck. Like here's this person I love and I can't help them. And that's what makes it worse, right? So when like you're in a powerless place and I'm already in a powerless place, like, cause I really want listeners to hear that, that feels, it actually makes it so much worse. It's when you are tending to me and like, we were going to get through this together, sweetie, like no matter what, like where I am just, I am your priority all of the time during this really difficult, however long this is going to take. That's what feels like, it's like you're wrapping me up in a little blanket and yeah. being like, hey, I, I'm going to care for you. We're going to get through this together. Because when you feel ineffectual, like that makes me feel sick to my stomach and very resentful because I need you with me yeah, is kind of what I feel. Well, and I, and I think the challenge for that, for, for me, for people who are on, on this side of, of the relationship is that 
and in the exact same dynamic as a challenge for you is that things like depression or anxiety, they are fog clouds that are consistent. Like they don't go away for like three days right. or a week, you know, that, that this struggle you've been in for these past few months is daily. Like I, just to point this out, like this morning was the first morning that I haven't cried, but I'm crying now, but it's a good cry. And I, I don't even know weeks. I just have these episodes in the morning where I just can't even manage it. It's just very different for me. But sometimes I feel like the universe gives me these things so then I can figure out how to get through them. We can figure out how to get through them and then we get to help other people. But how vulnerable to share something that we haven't gotten through, but we're trying to. Yeah. And I'm doing all the stuff. Again, I'm getting medical tests. I'm going to therapy, you know. Yeah. I mean, and then, and then just in, in the context of just us, I mean, like, there's a lot that, that you've been going through. There's a lot, you know, that there's been like tons of, of medical stuff going on. You know, we, we have so much around the business. We have, our kids have like the most crazy, insane schedules of stuff to do. And there's so much of the day that you have to like sort of just like sort of muscle through. And I think this is what happens to people is that in those moments where their guards finally can go down, mm -hmm. it's like that cloud becomes apparent. They're like, oh, it's still there. You yeah, know? yeah. And quite honestly, like one of the things I think that I struggle with is like, I see you, you know, maybe at work interacting with people in this like certain like bubbly way or whatever. And then we come back home and that just like sometimes almost instantaneously goes away. Yeah. But, and but that's the safety, right? It's like yeah, when kids totally. go to school and they are totally amazing and well behaved and they come home and it's like a shit show. You're like, well, you were just well behaved for eight hours. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm an owner and a supervisor here at our work with our colleagues. Like I have to keep my shit together. Yeah. You know, like that's like that is the role I play. And it's gotta be a healthy professional one with healthy boundaries. So when I've held that all day or for individuals or couples I'm working with holding that space, I want to be able to come home and be like, whatever it is I have to be. Yeah. And so I guess, how do I help you recognize it has nothing to do with you? Is that I needed that space because I had to help hold a different space throughout the day, which was really hard. So how do you like help me when we get home? It's almost like a transition thing. We're figuring this out on the fly, everybody. I mean, I think what, what I have to get better at is keeping it top of mind. Yeah. Is that like knowing that those times where we, you know, the mornings, then when we get home from work in the evenings, that I cannot forget that this is something that is going on for you. And that I have to like check in with you literally daily or, or, you know, yeah, daily. Every I, few hours. Yeah. I have to check <laughs> Every in with hour you. Right so now. how do, so how do I do that in a way that feels good? Uh, I would say just coming up to me and be like, Hey, sweetie, I know that, that you're really struggling right now. And I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you. And if there's anything you need, I'm here just like that. You're here. Right. Not like necessarily. I love that you didn't go to the gym this morning to help me with the kids this morning. That felt very 
supportive and then just saying like, hey, I wanted to be here to support you this morning. And so I didn't go to the gym. Like that was everything. Yeah. Not that I don't want you to do those things, but right when I, <laughs> like yesterday morning was kind of a shit show. So. Yeah. I mean, so one struggle that we're having is I guess me, me figuring out like, how do I still take care of myself? Cause I, I still have to do that. I'll be better there for you without that looking like I'm sort of abandoning you because I know those are the moments that are the most difficult for you and create the most conflict right now in our relationship is when you feel like I'm being selfish and I'm just taking care of myself and I'm not taking care of you. Yeah. Like where I feel invisible. Yeah. Cause it's um, our children can make us feel very invisible to any parents out there. It's like you freaking, it's like you're freaking working your butt off man to make those children thrive and you're like exhausted and it's like you get zero recognition. Again, I'm not expecting recognition, but it's like, I feel invisible to them, right? I'm just like, uh, I want this, I want that. And so I can't feel invisible to you because that feels awful. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think that's where the, where that like keeping it the, at the top of my head and now having like maybe some better language with you, with you that you that you just shared with me of like hey i know that you're you know you're going through some stuff and i just want to check in with you and is there anything that you need or any way i can support you just making sure that's like almost the first thing i do when i know the transition time you know we talk about so much about transitions here different ways of stress relationships and oftentimes we talk more like macro transitions of like a couple going through empty nests or a couple moving from one place to the other big ones but what i'm realizing right now is i need to be really aware of the micro transitions in our life where you are able to kind of let down you know maybe that the facade that you have to keep up in professional or even with kids to some extent mm -hmm. or even friendship that like anytime you're transitioning into the place where, where you can let that down, I need to be like right there letting you know that you're a priority and that I'm aware you're going through things and that I'm, I'm there for you to support you. I think that sounds amazing. And as you're talking, I'm like, gosh, what prevents people from doing that? Because if I was like in a really loving place and I saw my partner going through depression, like, of course I would. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I want to be like there for you. But I think that shame plays a huge factor in like not addressing this because people who are experiencing depression, I think feel shame. Like, why do I have to feel this way? There's externalized shame too. Like, why does that person have to be that way? Why do they have to keep making me feel this way? I mean, I'm going through all of that. And then shame is contagious, right? And so you will feel my shame and then that makes you not want to look at it either. Yeah. And we have to, yeah. right? And we know the mental health crises that are happening in the world right now, like we have to talk about them yeah. 
we cannot let shame prevail because it's really unhealthy. It's making our world sick. I mean, I think there's there's a couple of real dynamics there that are important to put a name on. And the first is mindfulness and awareness, right? Because I think it's just easy to forget. I really do. Like, I think it's, and, and that's I think a, like, it's, a shitty thing I think to say. I think it's easy for the person not experiencing it to yeah, forget. Yeah, It's here with me every second of the day. Yeah, and that and that's like my accountability is like, is I do, I forget, you know? I, um, it, it's looked like it's been a great day. Maybe I'm wrapped up into all the things that I've done all day and then the things that I feel like I still have to accomplish once I get home. And I don't, I'm not keeping it top of mind and it, and it has to be like, like I'm getting that. I mean, I've got that, but I, but every time we talk about this, it, yeah, I think I get it a little more deeply that, that, yeah, because, because I'm not experiencing that doesn't mean it's gone away, Yeah, you know? And so, I mean, I have to get, I can't depend upon you to remind me because that's not fair because, because you don't, I don't think you have the energy right now to continually remind me. And you want sort of me to be consistently that warm blanket, that big teddy bear, you know, that we've talked about, like you want me to be that way all the time. You know, I mean, you'll definitely tell me, I trust that you'll tell me if like, hey, I just need some space right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think you want that option. Yeah. Pretty much every day of, of like, or, or not even that option, just like, I think you just want me to remember and to be aware that it's happening. Yes. Because you're the only person that I can truly feel comfortable sharing it all with, because that's, that's our unique, intimate bond. I'm not going to share it with a colleague. I'm not going to, sh- I mean, maybe my best friend, but you know, she lives in a different state. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you've, uh, you're the one person I've got. And I mean, so, you know, if couples who are listening and maybe one person is going through, a, I guess, a spell of depression or just confusion and not feeling that zest for life or that joy, like, you know, how do you start to talk about it and support each other in it instead of keeping it separate or even getting needs met? through other places. Okay. So, so we focused a little bit on like a big piece for me, a big piece for me is I need to be consistently aware that it's happening. I need to look at the transition times where that cloud might, might really like descend on you and I need to check in with you and I need to be there for you, you know? on your side of, of being the person who's struggling with it. I mean, what what's important for you right now? I think giving myself patience and acceptance that this is happening. I think, uh, you know, staying with my therapy, being vulnerable with you. Uh, yesterday, I knew I wasn't feeling good. So I just went outside and like watered the plants. Something about just being outdoors until it gets really hot here. It just feels grounding. So I just try to do little things that make me feel grounded. Exercise helps a lot. But I just had surgery, so I can't exercise for a couple weeks. So that's going to (laughs) suck. So yeah, just finding moments of peace and calm when I can. And to notice if I start to feel that overwhelm, that I've got to take care of myself. Like I can't let my nervous system like 
go to that place because it's just not sustainable right now. How about in the context of our relationship? What do you tell people out there when they're the person who is depressed, who is highly anxious? What do you tell them about like what's important for them to keep aware of in their relationship? Feel like hope that things might feel really awful now, but if you can get through it together, there's hope that it can be different, right? And I think this is for both people is like if you're able to get through this. When I get through this. When you get through this. <laughs> when you get through this and you haven't had to do it alone. They're like, when we get through this, you know, because because we're both. Yeah, I like we're, that. <laughs> we're, in, we're in this together right uh -huh. now. Yeah. And then when we get through this together, it will bring us closer together. We can be in this together now not just when it's over, not that, not that just it'll strengthen our relationship, yeah. you know, in a week or a month, yeah. but that it can strengthen our relationship right now. Yeah. And I think even talking about, cause like there's so many times now I just want to push you away cause I just feel so sad. I just feel so hopeless and more so than I ever have. And like, that has to be okay. <laughs> like I'm going to push you away, yeah. but we talk about what that's like to be pushed away because it's really, I think it's what depression does, right? I don't know. It if isolates, absolutely. I don't know if it's chemical. I don't know what the heck. I don't know if it's because you turned almost 47 and something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have answers. I'm trying to find just what's going to help me. But like, that's a part of this. Like, I'm going to push you away. I'm going to get really mad at you. I'm going to blame you. But at least I can talk to you about it and be like, no, I know that that's what I'm doing. I mean, it keeps me accountable. You know, I have to find a better way of sort of energetically adapting to that push away because, you know, we, you know, we kind of returning to some um, attachment theory here is, is I have an avoidant attachment style. And so when I get pushed away, I will naturally go away. Yeah. And so I have to almost like think of it like, uh, you know, almost like a martial art of when that push comes, I just need to like let the push move past me and then stay present instead of, because the natural instinct is either to just like take the push and then continue with the momentum and just either emotionally or physically leave or it's to push back. And neither of those two things help. That's when things go completely offline. If you push and I leave, or if you push and I push back, it gets messy. Well, no, and then, and then there's like those thoughts of like, is it the relationship that's making me depressed? Because this doesn't feel good anymore. Because then you're like, well, what if I would feel different if I wasn't in it? Because then you get to make a story of, and this is why people get divorced. Because it's like, I think I feel this way because of this, because this feels horrible. And like, I just, I always combat that story in my head because I want to go there. Like, what is this? It's got to be the marriage then. But I, I know it's not, Yeah. I think. But if we don't have each other's back and support each other through this, like it will end up feeling like that. Yeah. Well, and this is, this is huge. And it's so much easier for me to see this when it's a couple in front of me versus you and I, is that the expression of your depression is significantly different than your internal experience of the depression. And so the depression or anxiety of, of you or in, in any other couple oftentimes 
doesn't look at all like depression. It can look like anger. It can look like frustration. You know, it can look like a variety of things. That's why the top of the mind thing is so important, is if I see some expression of emotion that doesn't line up with depression, I take it a different way. Yeah. And I have to keep in mind, and couples have to keep in mind, that oftentimes the way you express your depression isn't representative of what you're feeling. And I have to realize I'm dealing with depression in that moment and not your true self. Exactly. Yeah, I like I like that you said that. Yeah. And I think people experience it differently. The only reason why, like, you know, I love the DSM diagnostic manual for psychological disorders, but the only way I'm characterizing this as depression is just because it's that lack of joy, that lack of interest. Like every day, every hour feels like a chore. <laughs> Everything just feels so overwhelming. Like I can't get ahead of it. But I know other people experience it differently. Some people have suicidal thoughts. You know, some people act on suicidal thoughts. You know, I I think, again, how does it show up for you? You know, mine is more of like a, a sadness that I just cannot get through at all. That's the only way I can explain it. It's like something is just taken over my body and does not let me have that little sparkle of tea that I usually have. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're figuring it out one day at a time, being pretty vulnerable today on our podcast, which I'm okay with. Yeah. I mean, I and I think the really important message to listeners, if this is something that you're identifying either whichever side of it you're on, is that there's a sort of a dual approach that needs to be made is that we have to find out within our relationship how to create a supportive system and adapt something that has changed. Mm -hmm. But then we also have to get individual support, you know, and you, you said that, and I know it because I see you on a daily basis of like, you are proactively approaching this through therapy, through just straight up regular doctors trying to understand through mm -hmm. some self care. I'm you know, doing my own therapy and processing how to be supportive, how to recognize when my stuff is coming up in the moments and own that. I'm trying to take care of myself. So there, we have to do our individual work, but then we, we have to stay connected in it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and if you're finding it difficult to even start to have the conversation, just like reach out. We are here to support every human on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. So this, you know, um, this was just something we wanted to talk about because we know so many people mm -hmm. struggle with this and we're in it right now. We are in it. And it's not in it to win it. Maybe. Yeah. It's not complete. You know, we, we don't have the ability in this episode to just say like, Hey, here's what you do. Here's what you do because, because we're figuring it out, you know? And, um, yeah, I feel like today was really helpful for both of us. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it it definitely helps when we talk about it also outside of the moments when it's happening. And that's hard too, because when we do have a bright moment, when we do have a Sunday fun day and we're sitting out with the pool by the kids and we're having fun and barbecuing and the kids are jumping in and out and 
this dynamic, this depression, and my way of dealing with it isn't apparent, it's easy to just say, be like, let's not even talk about it. Exactly. But we have to continue to find ways to talk about it when it's not acute. And and they, that we can continue to be like, how's it going? Yeah. What's working about what the way we're dealing with our lives from moment to moment? What's not? And if you are listening and you have been able to successfully support your partner going through something like depression, like, please let us know, like, what was really helpful. I mean, again, we're always learning from each other. Yeah. We have that Discord, a link to our Discord in our show notes, and that's a great place for people to get on there and and share their stories and have other people relate to it. And we jump in there and we'll give you our our support, our feedback. So that that Discord is a great place for us as a community because you have, hey, we're the, we're the podcasters here and we're the therapists, but we're also the human beings that are dealing with real stuff within our relationship individually. And there's a million gazillion people who are who are in it with you, but you just, you don't see it. Yeah, so again, thank you today for listening to our struggles. They are real. And uh, for just, yeah, thank you, EJ, for... Well, thank you, Tara. Yeah, for still being my partner throughout all of this. thank you for accepting my successes and my struggles and and being the partner I want to be. You know, I've sent you so many texts after those difficult moments telling you, I I really do love you and I really want to be that that man for you. And... um, We've got this. We do. We got this, baby. We've got this. Yeah. All right, everyone, take care of yourself, take care of each other. We all deserve that. Yeah. Bye bye. Me and you just singing on the train, me and you listening to the rain, me and you, we are the same, me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.